You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is the fantastic Kate Manjuk. You can follow her on Twitter at FFBallBlast. Kate, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. We have a lot of tough decisions to make heading into week five. Um, we have some weird COVID dynamics going on, so that leaves a lot of questions still up in the air. I really thought they were going to nip this in the bud last week. So did I, but it I don't know why. That we're, yeah, I mean, it appears that we're <laughs> it's not getting any better, right? Right before we came on this podcast. Um, it was announced that a Titans player has tested positive, another Titans player, and then a, another test from yesterday, which was inconclusive, um, showed up as positive. So we've got real concerns about what's going to happen now with that Titans-Bills game, which uh, oddly features a ton of important guys for fantasy and for Dynasty League. So um, we'll have to see how that plays out again. We're recording this early Thursday morning. Uh, by the time you're listening to it, it would not be surprising at all. If, uh, if that game is canceled or postponed. So, um, Kate, we've got some other news that I want to talk about besides COVID. And it's, it's, it's depressing as well. Uh, Washington has decided to bench quarterback Dwayne Haskins after, I believe, 11 or 12 starts. Uh, not a very long leash they gave him there. Kate, what was your first uh, reaction when you heard that Washington decided to, to put Haskins on the bench in favor of Kyle Allen? I thought it was a crappy move. I I'm going to be honest. I, I, I'm not a huge Dwayne Haskins fan, but um, you know I, they're a, a offense going through some changes, a lot of turmoil within the organization. You're not setting this kid up for success, but it, you're also not putting a, a extravagant amount of weapons around him to help him grow as a passer. Um, I, I don't know what you expect of him. He's only had three career wins, but. Uh, do you blame him? I mean, like, well, he's I had three coaching staff in the the eleven games that he started, right? I believe so, and and it it hasn't been a um, easy road for the organization either. I I don't know. It, it it's a real real bummer, and I think um, it, it's just unfortunate to see sort of how they've handled it. It sounds like uh, yesterday in practice, he didn't even get a single rep. Uh, it, the practice squad gets reps, yeah. like. They, they literally aren't uh, – I think this is just a, another sort of Josh rosen type move where, you know what, no matter what, they're shooting this kid in the foot. Yeah, it's really unfortunate because I thought Haskins had a lot of talent coming out of Ohio State, and he just landed in the worst-case situation, a team that didn't have a lot of offensive line talent. Now, he's not the most athletic guy in the world, so uh, to put him behind an offensive line that has – has really been struggling, and you know they had the Trent Williams saga last year, and who never played for him. Uh, you know they've had injuries this year. Um, the receivers have been in and out, so it, it is unfortunate. Um, I want to talk really quickly about Dwayne Haskins' dynasty value because what do we do with him now? I mean, he was somebody who most of your drafts was probably a second round pick last year. Does he have any value? Are we hoping that he gets traded? Well, what are we expecting now from Haskins? I think this has to be a, 
a potential buy-low opportunity, my biggest hope is that he gets the heck out of Washington. Um, you know, even if it, it is to assume a backup role within a, another organization, because, you know, we, we saw him succeed at Ohio State, mm-hmm. but guess what? That's a functional offense, and this is not a functional organization. Uh, get him out of Washington, and I'm going to hope that uh, maybe one day he gets another chance to to be the starter, and uh, this time, you know, maybe with a, a better supporting cast. But uh, he's a guy that I'm still fine fine buying low on because it's not we haven't seen him put in a, a good situation and uh, had him not perform yet. But he's always been in a a, a poopy situation. Yeah. Uh, I hate to use the word, but I like, mean that's, that's what the it only is, way right? to describe it's exactly it. what it is. Um, yeah, so, I mean he's only 23 years old. He turned 23 in May. I mean, the, the the raw numbers aren't fantastic, but it's not like he's been awful, right? 11 touchdowns in his career, 10 interceptions. Um, this year he has a passer rating of 80. Against Baltimore, I mean, he threw for 314 yards, completed 71% of his passes. So I don't think he's somebody who can't play. I just think this is a situation where the new head coach in Ron Rivera uh, likes Kyle Allen for whatever reason. He believes that Washington can compete in the division right now. They're only a half a game back of Philadelphia. Um, I I don't know. It seems like an incredibly short-term move to try to win a division that you're not going to really be able to win. So. It's just it's so short sighted to me. I just don't know what what is the staff expecting of Kyle Allen. He had an opportunity mm. as a starter. He had and he got benched for talented, a He was awful. It, he was awful. He had talented weapons around him too, and it, he had the best running back in the league. He had DJ Moore, at, like Curtis Samuel, who I'm not like super high he's on, fine. but he's he's still a talented sure. uh, NFL player. Through 16 interceptions in the the span of what um, like eight games yeah, last year, like good. he got off to a hot start. But I'm sorry, yeah, you're gonna do that perhaps when you have Christian McCaffrey as your running back. I I don't I don't like this situation, no. um, and it makes me uh, a little sad because I've always liked Ron Rivera. Like what? I all right. I don't like it. So from a dynasty perspective. Does this help guys like Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas and Antonio Gibson in the short run? Because if we can take away anything from Kyle Allen last year is that he did funnel a lot of targets to his top guys in the McCaffrey and DJ Moore. Are we expecting the same from him this time in Washington? Uh, You know, I think you should expect much of the same because it's, you know, the same, same coach that he had um, there in Carolina, but I, the one thing that I worry about is, are these guys going to have the same rapport? Yeah. Um, yep. You know, we've seen, uh, obvious. Did you know that Dwayne Haskins and Terry McLaurin played together That's in college? Shocker. <laughs> I know. I like they they do. They've had this rapport. I don't really care that they went to college yeah. together and played, but um, they they have chemistry. And, you know, we've seen them together for most of their career. So there's lots of question marks there. If... I, but I believe in Terry McLaurin. He can make plays after the catch. So the talent's ridiculous. I'm not too worried about him. It, like this, there the only way to go is up, right? Yeah. I also believe this is a good thing for Antonio Gibson because again, we saw last year with Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Allen is not somebody who's going to throw the ball necessarily down the field very well and very often. He prefers to check down and dump things off. Uh, so all of those Antonio Gibson shares, I think, are going to take off here. 
in the next couple of weeks. Uh, any hope for my guy, Logan Thomas? I have him in about every single Dynasty League. Uh, <laughs> he's playing at almost every snap. Uh, he's getting chances, but it just hasn't translated into fantasy points. Any hope? I, I think so. I, I mean, that's sort of what you want out of a, a tight end, right, is the uh, usage on the field as a route runner. He doesn't uh, he, he doesn't spend as much time blocking as, you know, most tight ends might. Yeah. I, I think, you know, maybe this is a, a thing that comes down to rapport or, um, you know, something of, of that nature. Maybe he actually will have it with Kyle Allen. No way to tell. No, um, no. But I, I don't know. You know, I, I think the, the opportunity has certainly been there. And, um, you know, I, I'm encouraged by, you know, his where he's being used on the field. All right. I wanted to tell you guys about Visa. Visa knows that local businesses are the heartbeat of our communities, whether there are corner stores or coffee spots or our favorite shops. Local businesses have been there for us. They remember our orders. They call us by our names, always giving back, making a difference, and going that extra mile to support us and our community. And right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So now it's time for us to return the favor. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at a local business and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, the official partner of the NFL. I want to tell you also about our old friends at Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Okay, Kate, this is actually one of my favorite segments that we do, the buy low uh, ahead of week five. Um, I've got a couple names, and I want to start with uh, Zach Ertz. There's been, a lot of t- <laughs> There's been a lot of talk on Twitter over the last couple days that he is washed up. Uh, he is the number 16 tight end in PPR leagues, despite the Eagles having uh, some injuries at receiver, despite Dallas Goddard not being there. What are your takes on Zach Ertz? Should we be buying low? Let's let's say this is a tight end premium league or a two tight end league. I'm in a couple of dynasty leagues that are two tight ends. Are you buying Zach Ertz or do you think he's he's getting near the end of the career? The only reason that I, I worry about Zach Ertz in particular right now is he's sort of been that rock within the Eagles offense that has made them look better than they actually are. Absolutely. And he's not doing that anymore. Um, you know, it, we've seen a, a decrease in yards per target from 2018, 2019, uh, now just averaging 4.8 yards per target. Again, it's not, it's not the offense. Like, uh, you know, he, he's in a bad situation right now. But what does worry me is the fact that he's not making his offense look any better. Yeah, what concerns me is, like, if you watch the Sunday night game, right, 
you saw the difference in tight ends between Kittle and Ertz, right? Kittle was anytime he caught the ball, it seemed stark like, contrast. Yeah, and it, the thing is, that's what Ertz. I mean, maybe not to the same degree, but he used to look like that, right? Where he would add value to the offense after the catch. He would be able to, you know, if he catches a six-yard pass, he was able to turn it into an 11-yard gain. He's just not doing that anymore. And it makes me worried that, you know, has he just lost athleticism? Is he dealing with an injury? Is the volume always going to be there? Because I think, I mean, I don't know about you, but... When Goddard's healthy, he looks like the better player to me. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Philadelphia feels that way, Oh, he absolutely does. And, you know, we don't know necessarily what what Goddard's health will look like for the rest of the season, but they looked like different players when each of them were were on the field. I So here's my thing. I don't want to buy low on Zach Ertz because no matter how low I'm buying Zach Ertz, he's still Zach Ertz. Exactly. He's going to hold that name value, even if he is playing at at his career worst. Like, mm. it, it doesn't really matter. He's still Zach Ertz. Um, so you are going to pay a Zach Price premium, even if it's a lower premium than you would have paid in the past. All right, well, let so, me give you a couple just guys that are around the same range in terms of fantasy points right now. You tell me who you'd rather have uh, in Dynasty. Okay. Uh, Mike Gusecki. Ertz. Okay. Uh, Mo Alley-Cox. Oh. Ertz. Okay. Hayden Hurst. They're, they're about the same age, I think. <laughs> <laughs> For real, though. Um, oh, I'll go with Hayden Hurst. Yeah, and that's, that feels about right. That's, that's the, the level of player where I'm like, okay, I, I'm okay flipping Ertz for Hayden Hurst. That's a better offense. And again, it's not that you necessarily have to flip Ertz for Hayden Hurst straight up, but it's it's about, you know, Ertz, you know, for Hayden Hurst in a piece. Yeah, I agree. Um, we, we've seen some nice plays from Hurst. It hasn't uh, come to fruition each and every week uh, in, in Atlanta, but he's made some really nice plays. And, you know, I, th- I think the theme of the Atlanta Falcons is bad defense, make Matt Ryan yeah. pass the ball. Um, let's get to another buy low candidate. And I actually, I'm, I'm putting this one on here because I want you to talk me into this player because I'm, I'm getting a little worried. So uh, I actually had probably two or three startups this off season. And in all, I, it was all three of those startups. I drafted Julio Jones pretty early. Um, I know there's a lot of people in the dynasty community getting worried because he hit that age 31. And that's when we start to see some of the drop offs. Um, my reasoning behind not worrying about it was this is a Hall of Fame level receiver in a great offense. Uh, he's been incredibly consistent and durable the last couple of years. Uh, I'm not worried about it. Week one against Seattle, I think you know all of the the Julio Jones truthers were were vindicated. Right, nine catches, 157 yards, just torched that Seattle secondary. Uh, since then, it's been pretty rough. 11.6 PPR points total in the last three weeks. Uh, he went out of the game early in week four against the Packers. He's expected to miss week five here with a hamstring injury. If you don't have Julio Jones, are you buying that he can get back to that elite level? Are we, Or are we starting to see this drop in production and some of the inconsistency with, his, with the uh, injuries here? Please tell me good I'm, things. I, that's what I'm asking you. Tell me good <laughs> things, Kate. I'm actually buying Julio Jones here. I don't think that... Uh, it, I, we saw him in week one. He looks like Julio Jones. He looks fantastic. Um, the issue right now, I think, is health. Yeah. 
this hamstring injury that pulled him out of the lineup last week is not new. Um, this is a, a lingering issue. Uh, even two weeks, we heard uh, two weeks ago, we heard that he he worsened his hamstring in- injury back in week two. It it seems like this is a, an injury that's been nagging. Um, and you know what, hamstring issues like they are going to keep a wide receiver like Julio Jones mm. limited. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't matter how talented you are. You're not going to be able to run the same. You're not going to be able to have the same burst, uh, even if you are trying to play through an injury like that. I'm buying Julio Jones. The The offensive system, if he can get healthy, is perfect for this. And again, the offensive system, uh, the theme is, Matt Ryan, could you please put all of this on, on your shoulders, <laughs> sir? Yeah. And and carry us to uh, back to the the Super Bowl to lose once again. Um, <laughs> I like that little jab in there. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the theme, and you know, it, he is a perennial thousand yard receiver. He's only had one season in his career where he has not managed a thousand scrimmage yards. He had thirteen hundred ninety one scrimmage yards last year. Are we really gonna like toss in the towel because he has a hamstring injury? No. We're, we're buying Julio Jones. Get out of here. It's just for me, you know, in leagues that I'm trying to compete this year, you know, I, you're worried that... It's tough. You're, yeah, you're worried that he's going to miss the next couple of weeks, right? You're, now you're starting to worry about this Atlanta offense. That At least I am, where this team might be so bad that by week 12, 13, there's no reason to, to put Julio on the on the field, right? If they're 1-10 if they're or 2-9... What's the reasoning behind having to play Julio Jones? You know, they might as well just play some of the young guys, make sure that he's healthy for the 2021 season. So there are concerns, but the talent is just so ridiculous that I'm going to probably hold on to the to the bitter end here. Um, yeah, I, I think you you have to have that have to have that hope. And you know what? If you're looking at uh, concerns for Jones's health, I don't think there's anybody safe in this fantasy football universe right now i'm i'm gonna stick with julio jones because he's a stud and he does it every year i agree all right one last buy low candidate um i want to talk about jk dobbins Uh, again somebody that you probably spent a top five pick on in your dynasty rookie drafts this year um we knew the touches would be sporadic to probably start the season um i'm a little shocked at just how few touches he's gotten uh, week one, seven carries, no receptions. Week two, two carries, one reception. Week three, one carry, four receptions. And then week four against Washington, five carries, one reception. Uh, you know, doesn't have a 100-yard game yet. Hasn't scored a touchdown since week one. Um, if you're being completely honest, I think Gus Edwards looks like the better player right now. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, wrote him off before the season began. And he looks like the, the Ravens' best running back. So, um, are you concerned about J.K. Dobbins at all in this offense after the first quarter of the season? No, not at all. Uh, so I told everybody before the season that I can't wait to buy low on J.K. Dobbins after we see the usage. Mm. Um, and everybody said, well, we know, we know. We're not expecting usage for, for 2020. Like, we're, you know, he's a, he's a 2021 guy. Like, we're, we're waiting for that. And guess what? I was like, you know what? You're you're gonna forget that by midseason. And here we are, four games in, and people are panicked on J.K. Dobbins. Sure. And you know what? Like this is this is how how crazy uh, your memory can get so quickly. You can talk yourself out of a guy that you really liked coming out of college. 
Um, you know, I, I don't think it really matters for Gus Edwards. I, you know, he's a guy that's been uh, a nice value for this offense. But do you really see him signing a, another extension? We have Mark Ingram, who's going to be there, uh, can be be released after the season or traded. But, um, you know, he he's still got one year left on his deal. Do you really see them re-signing Gus Edwards again? Like this year it was easy because they got him on a bare minimum deal. Um, but, you know, they, they might actually have to give him some some cash. And I don't know that they're going to do that. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, all right, I'm going to give you a couple dynasty trades, right? here. Let's, let's do these. Um, this is from DLF, our, our friends at DLF. Uh, J.K. Dobbins for an Odell Beckham for Ezekiel Elliott. Which side would you rather have? Oh, um, could you repeat the question? Yep, J.K. Dobbins <laughs> and Odell Beckham for Ezekiel Elliott. I'm going to keep Zeke. See, to me, this one this is tough because when I watch Ezekiel Elliott now, he doesn't look like the best running back in the league, right? And this offense, of, you know, this offense is so pass-happy now that I just don't necessarily know if the volume's going to be there. So give me the younger guy behind a better offensive line and the, the receiver. So that one's close. Um, how about J.K. Dobbins for Aaron Jones? Oh, I, I feel like you should be able to get more out of the uh, Aaron Jones, or uh, more out of the Dobbins manager here. I, um, I would think so as well, but I think people are a little spooked by what they saw in the Monday night game with Green Bay, right? There was just... You know, that was a game that was set up perfectly for Aaron Jones to have a big second half, and they used Jamal Williams and a little bit of A.J. Dillon, right? Of course of course they did. Um, I, I'm, I still have to go with, with Aaron Jones here, and uh, my reasoning is that I don't, I don't need to settle for um, a, a trade. I can come up with some other trade to, to acquire J.K. Dobbins on the season. Um, if I'm looking to move Aaron Jones, I'm getting more more return. All right, that's that's fair. Um, how about a cross position trade? And this this combines the last two guys we talked about. This one from DLF, Julio Jones for uh, J.K. Dobbins, straight up. Julio. Julio. Is this a question? No, Julio. Julio is elite. He just has a hamstring injury. Leave him alone. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, that that one's tough because you're. You're just banking on the age and the positional value of J.K. Dobbins, but man, Julio's so good. I agree with you. Like, what if we? What if? What if he's just not the guy? I mean, how many? How many guys have we thought coming out of school are are perfect, perfect prospects in the perfect offense, and they don't come to fruition? Imagine if that's the guy. Yeah, that's fair. Um, we'll come back to that one. Let, let's. I wonder, I'm writing this down. Let's revisit this one in four <laughs> weeks at the quarter or the halfway point of the season. We'll, we'll have a conversation about Julio versus Dobbins. Okay. All right. Let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors and a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic and they are releasing six new fl- flavors including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off any box at BuiltBar.com. All right, Kate, we have just a few minutes left. Let's do some promotion commotion. Uh, These are some guys that you could promote from deep on your bench into your starting lineup if you need them. Uh, I will let you go first. 
Uh, who is somebody that you're putting into your lineup from your bench this week? I'm going to go roll with Zach Pascal versus the, the Cleveland Browns here. Love it. Browns are allowing the third most fantasy points to the wide receiver position, an average of 211 yards per game, averaging two touchdowns to the wide receiver per game. Uh, the only team that's allowing more than that, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> uh, I, I have to go with the guy who's averaging five targets per game in what should be an ideal game script. Um, you know, India's defense has has allowed them to, um, you know, play it, play it slow, play it steady. If this is going to be the ultimate test for the Browns, I don't think they're going to look quite like they've looked over the past few years or past few weeks yeah. as the, yeah. the Colts are a much better defense. But if, if, you know, they can get a, you know, Julio or an Odell Beckham big play, uh, we might we might need to see Philip Rivers use his noodle arm and, and you know move the ball. I also think Pascal is somebody who has really improved over the last year, right? He was somebody who I think it was a couple of years ago he had to play uh, because some of the injuries on a Thursday night game against New England, I remember, and just dropped everything. And I remember thinking at the time this this isn't an NFL caliber receiver. He's not somebody you can trust, but man, he's really been good over the last couple of weeks. So. Uh, I don't think he's necessarily somebody that holds a lot of long-term value, but as a spot play here in week five, I love it. That's a great call. Um, I'm going to give you a, a guy that's going against that Cowboys secondary that you mentioned. Uh, Damian Ratley, uh, not a big name, but he did have a decent game last week. Three catches for 34 yards against the Rams. Um, when you're playing the Cowboys secondary, anybody's a, a good bet to go for 100 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Dallas Cowboys still have a lot of problems in their secondary with injuries. Um, I don't envision that getting any better this week. So if you have Ratley, who looks like he's probably going to play uh, as that third receiver next to Darius Slayton and Golden Tate, I don't mind him in your flex. Um, all right, Kate, give us one more to close out the show. I'm going with Ian Thomas, tight end for the Carolina Panthers. We are looking at a Falcons defense who have allowed seven touchdowns to the tight end position over the last four games. Teddy ranks six in passing yards. He's actually looked, he's looked so much better than I gave him credit for going into the season. Um, You know, if he can get the the passing touchdowns rolling, he's going to be in a a much better fantasy value than I think I would have expected. Absolutely. Um, Ian Thomas, he's a guy that, you know, sort of tends to disappear, but We've seen him have some some really good games when given, you know, the the opportunity. He saw more targets last week than he had in weeks prior. Um, only came down with the touchdown. I think he had two receptions for six mm-hmm. yards and a touchdown. It's OK. We'll but, take it. you know, that's sort of what you're banking on for uh, some of these lower end tight ends. You know, if you do have, um, you know, one of these guys, the the is banged up if you have one of these mid-tier tight ends i think you're you're sort of banking on one of these guys to to break a touchdown and i think the the vibe is right for mr ian thomas yeah i like that i also think he's a pretty good player the targets aren't always there but he has some solid touchdown potential so i think that's a great call that is it for today's show please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts uh, remember, you can follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow Kate at FF Ball Blast, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy week five, and good luck to all your d- dynasty teams, and we will see you next time.